Welcome to the Casual Temple Podcast, and you're listening to episode number 18, and I'm your host, Marilee Duffy. Here at the Casual Temple, we explore our profound connection to the world of spirit and how that empowers us to know our true selves. Enjoying our mystical and magical content? Please hit the like and follow buttons on your favorite podcast platform. I'm so pleased to have you join us today with a really profound and fun conversation with our guest, Jason Schweizer. In this episode, Jason unfolds the chapters of his illuminating life's journey within Christianity, offering us insights into moments that have shaped his spiritual path. A conversation begins with Jason's story of suffering from nerve pain, a journey that led him to seek solace and healing through his faith. The discussion turns towards fairy tales and how those works are wonderful guides and provide deep emotional healing. We also tackle the complexities of forgiveness and the profound impact it had on Jason's spiritual growth. Stay tuned for this enlightening conversation. Welcome to the Casual Temple. This week, we welcome Jason Schweitzer, who is the host of the Almond Tree Podcast, which is a space to offer people a wide spectrum of beliefs, interests, opinions, and stories with a goal of presenting an open space for dialogue and understanding. Thank you for coming on the Casual Temple, Jason. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> yes, good to have you. Um, we're just going to start sort of at the beginning. Um, generally, I ask folks if they've ever had some uh, either a spiritual experience or uh, something along those lines that shaped who you are today. So we'll kind of start there and see what you have. Yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I heard. You sent me that one when I was thinking about it. I was, there's uh, probably a lot of stuff I could mm. uh, list off of. Um, I mean, I've never been one that's had a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, mystical or spiritual ex- experiences like repeatedly, but there's, you know, significant moments you remember throughout life and everything. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I could name off a lot of probably, I've had stuff that's happened that's just been weird i've had other stuff that's happened that's been more i guess directional like kind of uh like at you know i guess like at the crossroads kind of turning Mm. points in life Mm -hmm. and those seem to be more power more powerful but less i guess less interesting or less mystical like they could always just be like something small you know um like just the moments in life where i find true change or true turning could just be like as simple as like walking past a tree and you just like notice this tree you haven't seen before and you're just like so it's just things yeah. like that will happen um let's see as far as uh well as far as i guess um my what well, basically i don't i don't know if the question is kind of maybe what brought me back towards christianity i grew up christian um my whole life i grew up in a charismatic circles so mm-hmm. that's where you get a lot of the more like mystical stuff the I grew up in kind of the healing movement type churches and all that um and so uh then you know like uh it was in my teenage years you know like a lot of people you get bitter at the church because you just kind of see it as judgmental place and all this stuff and so then I mm-hmm. just kind of uh let that fester kind of become increasingly resentful um then just kind of you know went off it wasn't really didn't think much about any anything theological philosophical nothing uh, nothing like that other than calvin hobbes i always read calvin hobbes so that's yeah that kept me grounded um but uh yeah and then um i basically let's see i don't know how to say this it was a pain i had in 
I think it was related now this the, actually this past year I found out I think it was related to tobacco, but I didn't know that at the time. But I had for like nine years, I had this really awful pain. It was, I think it was my something nerve starts with a T, but mm-hmm. it basically just caused this incredible pain on the right side of my face. So I basically kind of, and for I guess selfish reasons, kind of came back towards God through that, trying to just seek healing. Um, God healed. Um, you know, you could say it's coincidence through all the things that happened at the time. There were times when I didn't smoke and I still had the pain. And then coming back uh, towards uh, just seeking God. And um, my mother gave me a book that was on healing and it had like healing scriptures from the Bible that specifically about healing that you could meditate on and so i would just read that walk with my dogs um every day um eventually the pain got worse and worse and worse when i started you know believing against it of course and then until it got to a point where i just i was just broken and uh, uh the pain was so severe like i was contemplating suicide a lot um you know you think about suicide when you're depressed and stuff but this was mm-hmm. more and then the aspect of just like i feel like i'm tortured every single night yeah and i can't escape it um and so it kind of all of that combined like nine years of it seeking doctors finding no answers finally got to the point where i was just like just broken and i it it used to come for hours at a time then go away but there was one day it just lasted like all day and i just remember being broken and i was like god i don't know where you are like you you know you just not even here this uh, I don't know what to do mm. and then I just read this one scripture I just kind of flipped up flipped open the book and it was just one scripture um in Isaiah and then it was just kind of this breath just like exhale like there you are and then it, then I was just like if I have to have this pain every day um you know as long as you'll just give me little moments like that mm. I'll be fine um and then slowly after that it just started to go away and didn't come back um so that was one thing, I guess. I don't know if I'd call that like, I guess, I mean, it was just, the whole thing yeah. was spiritual at the time. Yeah. And so that led me back there. I also had warts on my body that was just like, I got healed of that too. Like, I mean, it was, those wow. were spreading and it. Yeah. I had, I still have like pictures of that where they were um, spread all over my neck. And every time I would shave, it would like nick them and then they spread more. And it's just, Oof. yeah. And then, so those like, like I said, so those things, I guess, were kind of big and profound and maybe turning points. I think they were just mm-hmm. kind of got me looking somewhere else, but they're mm-hmm. not. Um, a lot of times I, I really sometimes don't even like mentioning them. I think maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I don't really know why the reason. Maybe it's because of the churches that grew up in where there's such an emphasis on healing um, that it seems overemphasized sometimes, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. not, it's not a light thing. I don't ever want to belittle it, but I think. The thing that still stands out to me the most meaningful was I, like I said, through the years of just kind of, I guess, falling into bitterness. Um, I had a neighbor and he, um, he would just, you know, just, I lived way out in the country. I had a house by myself and my dogs. And so I'd be at work and he just, I found this out through other neighbors that he would come over to my house and just let himself in drink my booze, do whatever. It was really, really kind of creepy, whatever. But then uh, I was still kind of just like, whatever he, I mean, I bothered me, but then he ended mm. up stealing. He ended up, uh, well, he came over to my house one time. My dad was there and I, um, my dad had left some tools there. I thought the tool, one of the tools was his. So I went to return it to him and then he took it, went and pawned it, 
found out it was my dad's. I went to get it back and he like said, I don't have it anymore. So I, I, I took that as a reason to hate him. Mm. Um, and I basically was like, you know, it's okay if you steal from me, but if you steal from my dad, that's, that's unforgivable in my head. And I remember just being so, so spiteful, like just, just, I remember it made me physically want to vomit. Like I just could feel something inside and just hated him. And I remember thinking like, you know, I, I just, I don't even want this man to die on the slight chance that he might have a good afterlife. Like I only want him to die if I know he's going to hell and just having that level of hatred for someone just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, and then I would, the thought would follow, like, I know I need to forgive him. And I didn't know how. So I just started saying, um, it, it, that moment in my life just felt like you can either forgive the man or you can just step over the cliff. Mm. You, know, you can go, you can just fall into this blackness. And that's still how I see it in my head, like a weird vision or something, like just walking all the way to the edge of a cliff and just here is path of bitterness and resentment. And it's just a black hole you'll never come out of. And or you can turn around. And then I just slowly just started saying, like, I forgive him. And I still couldn't even look at the guy. Like I would look every time I'd see him, I just want to puke. Right. And then and now I mean now just like I honestly said I would I would die and go to hell for the guy. You know? I, mean, I just mm. like just through that slow process of just choosing to forgive and love somebody, it's like just you know, your enemy ends up becoming one of the closest people to you. So mm-hmm. um that I think was probably the maybe one of the most meaningful spiritual experiences or turn turning points of my life, I think was that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Those were big ones. And there's a lot of other little stuff where it's like, you know, I maybe saw something here or there. There's a story yeah. with maggots that I don't have to go into. Where there's, yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, I can, but those, yeah, <laughs> it was gross. But, okay. But that, um, I, think... <laughs> I feel like I want to hear it and I don't want to hear it at the same time. So I probably want to, I probably want to hear it. You can probably explain it to me better than I know how to explain it. I still don't know what the heck was going on. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can go into that if you want, or if you want to sure. stick some scripts. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're about the maggots. Well, I bought, so, okay. Yeah. I haven't told this story that often. I told it to a few people I and mean, my parents know about it. I bought my house. Um, during the for like when all those foreclosures were happening around the country, like I think about it, two thousand year two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and so at my house, I um, I would go like I don't know what it was. I would take out the trash, and didn't matter if I ate had any meat in there. It didn't even matter if like there was trash in the trash can. There would I would just open the lid out to the trash can outside, and maggots would just be crawling out of it. Like it would just have hundreds of maggots in it, oh. and then. By the time the week would end, I mean, I would open it and there'd just be like, I mean, thousands of maggots in there. Wow. And so that was just happening all the time. And I just remember thinking in my head, God, I, I don't know why, like, what to do about this. There's like flies, maggots. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, I just feel awful for those, like, garbage men having to deal with this. <laughs> and then, uh, so that just kept happening. I don't even know what ended it. Like, I just remember, um, like, that that was going on for a while. And then, I mean, I don't even think it was like, I don't remember having like spiritual shift or anything. Um, but the whole thing just seems like just weird to me now. So I left for work. I came home, I had two dogs and then the back my, so you walk in my front door and then you go through my living room. It was all wood floors. And then there's a step up to the kitchen, all wood floors. And then I had a dog door out the back. 
I remember just getting home from work. I opened the front door, I walk in and I'm walking towards the back door uh, to just go out on my back porch. And uh, I like, I get to the kitchen and I notice the ground is white and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I look and it's my entire, almost my entire kitchen floor, probably three fourths of it, like literally three fourths of it, at least two thirds of it was just covered in maggots. Oh and God. I remember thinking in my head, I just tried to just like in your head, you're just like, you try to like make sense of it. And I'm like, okay, my dogs must have drug on a deer or something. Like what the hell is going on? And then I'm like, there's no deer here. Even if there was like, how would they get it through the dog door and back out? Right. And so I just remember just like, just being, I, I hate maggots anyway. I just oh, remember God. being so yeah. grossed out and just kind of defeated. And then I walked back in my living room and in each corner of the living room was like another pool, probably like, probably like two foot by two foot in each corner, just of like, just maggots in the corners of the, room and so I just got out like cleaning supplies was just spraying them down but I think it might have been decks or something and they just die and then I'd sweep them up and then uh never and then after that I never had maggots in my trash again it was mm. just weird yeah it was I have no idea that's so weird was, yeah I have no idea what it was mm. um it was it still extremely strange to me I'm just like it doesn't doesn't make sense at all yeah, but the house, the weird thing with the house too, the house when I first bought it was, um, I had two friends, two friends stayed there with me. I think it might have been the first night I stayed there, but I know all three of us had nightmares when we first stayed there. And even when I sold the house after owning it for 10 years, there were two back rooms that I just, I, cause it was a four bedroom, two bathroom house, like a big house for me just out in the country. But those yeah. two back rooms just were I I would I hate it. there was just an awful feeling in them. Oh, like, even my sisters would, yeah, <laughs> my sisters would come over and stay there, and they said they did not like those rooms either. Once I tried to sleep in one of the rooms, I was like, I'm gonna sleep in here until it just feels better. I think I lasted maybe a week, and then I was like, <laughs> screw it, I'm just gonna close the door and just leave it. And so, so I don't know what's going on in that house. But the Maggie oh. thing was that's probably the only that's the only I think maybe not the only, but the at least the main one I remember of like a spiritual yeah. experience that just seemed to like manifest in the natural, like actually be yeah. physical. I don't know. I mean, oh gosh. I don't, I don't know what maggots mean. I don't know either, but like, oh, so what did you use to clean? Okay. I know this is technical, but like, what did you use to clean them again? I think it was probably Windex or something. I don't Windex. know what it had. Windex I don't know. Everything. I just had some spray and I just <laughs> was spraying it on them and then they were dying. And so I just was All sweeping right. them up because uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad they left after that because I don't know if they kept coming back. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was the weird part because it was just they weren't ever in my trash again. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know what that's what makes me think it had to have been spiritual because oh, I mean I don't sure. even know how to explain explain them being in my house uh, logically. It just doesn't no. really make sense. Yeah, when I'm only gone for you know, maybe eight hours tops or something. Yeah, like or, that that many oh. did you notice any sort of uh now this i'm going to ask you probably already thought about this um but did you notice any were you having some sort of like spiritual quandary at the time like oh maybe oh i'm cleaning up my <laughs> my mental no. space or anything no nothing like that um no so the only thing um, I'll just be, I'll just be honest on here. I don't care. <laughs> um, so the only thing I can think of, and I don't necessarily think it's connected, um, mm. could be, but I used to be just really, you know, like I, I would basically say addicted 
pornography and oh, right. that. And yeah. so I started, I stopped looking at that um, and really broke free of that. Didn't really even have to desire to. So that's for some reason I associate, I think those two might've been around the same time, mm-hmm. but it would be, it'd be kind of weird if they were connected because I mean, the maggots were in, like, I mean, that was there ever since I moved in the house, almost like it was yeah. there before I, I moved in. Right. But, like I didn't bring it in with me or something, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if that was, uh, mm. if those two were connected, but I mean, I guess that could be something I was trying to clean up my act. Yeah. <laughs> be a better <Maybe>. person. Um, <laughs> oh, do you live in that house still or have you moved on from it? No, no, I miss it really bad. Oh. I moved after my, after my dog died. Mm. Well, I had two dogs. One of them moved across the street to the neighbor's house. She was an old lady. And then, uh, then my other dog passed away and I stuck around for like a year and then I was just like it's too big a house it's too lonely I'm just gonna sell it and then so I sold it and then the market went through the roof and so now right now I'm I'm at well the past two years uh whenever the market started to go through it was past year and a half I've been at my parents I Mm -hmm. just a few months ago bought a motor home so I've Mm -hmm. uh been waiting to get on the road but yeah stuff keeps coming up I don't know well, cool. That sounds exciting, though. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so with yeah. uh, so on your sort of path, <clears throat> have you had any support or spiritual guidance, um, people along the way that helped you out or books that you enjoyed? Oh, yeah. So let's see. People, I remember this question. Basically, <laughs> I think everybody, everybody in my life has just been a blessing. Like even growing up Christian, like I said, you know, uh, sometimes you butt heads, sometimes you run into, I guess, judgments and things that like that. But then looking back, you're just like, everybody you think had the best intentions was always looking out for me, trying to give me help. So, uh, my parents, um, there's also, um, some of my parents' friends, uh, Gary and Terry, the, they're like basically kind of like second parents to me growing up. Um, one of probably the biggest, uh, I would say spiritual influences and, I guess uh, guides would have been my dog. Um, she just, I'm still just blown away by everything you just learned through those creatures. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely amazing. The, the amount of love and dedication and just forgiveness that you just learned from them. It's just, yeah, it still blows my mind. So that was probably yeah. the biggest one was my dog. Um, mm-hmm. As far as books go, uh, they get, Calvin Hobbes. Oh, that's Bible. right. <laughs> that's all I. That's all I read growing up. I didn't think I could. I didn't think I had any reading comprehension, so I just wouldn't read. I wouldn't waste my time. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I would maybe like once every few years, I'd read a little bit of the Proverbs or Ecclesiastes or something, just whatever mm-hmm. I was drawn to in the Bible. And I always read Calvin Hobbes growing up. And then uh, since I once I made that shift, like to try to you know, find healing, after I finished that healing book, I just that's when I realized I could. Re- so during that process, should maybe go back to that. I would walk and read with my dogs, and I started reading to mm-hmm. myself out loud. And then I, through that, I realized, hey, I can actually remember things. I think I just need that. I don't know if it's walking. I, it's definitely reading to myself out loud helps. Mm-hmm. And so then I started reading the Bible after that, just over and over. Because that book is just it's nuts. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, and then. After that, the, probably the only other author that's really, really, um, I would say, 
influenced me and I've been really drawn to is George MacDonald. Um, mm -hmm. He's actually a, like, he writes a lot of fairy tales is what he's kind of known for. Oh, fantasy cool. and fairy tales stuff. Yeah, I think he influenced, I know he influenced C.S. Lewis. I think he influenced uh, Tolkien a little bit as well. His stuff is really, it's rich, it's good. I love it. Does he write his own? Because I love fairy tales. Like I, <laughs> when I was a kid, it was yeah. one of the main things. I read them over and over again. Um, oh, I used to check it out. Yeah. Now I'm excited because it's like, yeah, definitely up my alley. Really <laughs> um, I have friends. So after um, my dog passed away, I just, you know, you, you deal with just grief slowly. I don't know. It was mm. like losing my best friend. But then, yeah. so I, I think I was still kind of dealing with that. But then I had a friend recommend uh, George McDonald um, to me, and I just went to a used bookstore. The only one they had was um, his, book, his book called Fantasties with like a PH, like like phantasms. So I guess mm. the play on that. Um, and it said a fairy romance, and so I was like, like thinking in my head, this is for girls. Like uh, I probably won't be that into it. Right. Um, I bought it, and that book just made me cry like almost the whole way through. It was all I know uh -huh. how to say was it was just healing. It is just um, it's basically just about the character just wandering through fairyland and every mm -hmm. chapter is different um that's my favorite book of his um he's got a book called lilith that's just that book's a trip i don't know how else to describe it it is just like fantasies is probably set in fairyland mm -hmm. lilith is just i guess you would say set in the spirit world and so it's oh. just like a lot of times like two things can be the same thing in the book and so it's just you're reading it and i remember the first time i read it probably two thirds of the book I'm like I'm not sure what's going on and then it all just starts to come together and you're like oh that's this it's also so that book's really profound I don't know mm. how to describe it. it's really profound um and he's got a bunch of short stories that are just really really good I think the golden key is one of my favorite stories of his it's short it's easy really easy to read um and it's just I think it's I mean, of course, it's about a lot of things, but it's just a little short fairy tale that's just really, really good. Um, but yeah, he's got so many. It's a lot of some of them I still don't understand too. I'm just like they're they're uh, like there's one about a a, a girl, a female werewolf. Um, it's called the Gray Wolf. And it's a really cool story, but at, at the end of it too, I'm just like you're just left with like weird like feelings i guess mm. i'm like i don't know what to make se i'm not sure how to make sense of this story what's going on but it's really mm -hmm. still it's intriguing and you're just like this is, this is a good read that one's that one's probably shorter than the golden key and that's really good too oh wow yeah very excited to like check those out yeah it's definitely what uh i like how you described it even though you were like trying to describe it it's how i feel like fairy tales are because they hit those like archetypal symbols that you can't really articulate very well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it right like in your body you're like i know yeah it. <laughs> Th that's how his books are too we've i've had i mean i have other friends that are into him now and we've a few times tried to be like man this story's so great we should do a podcast on it and do a mm. commentary and then as soon as you get into it you just feel like you're killing it right. you're like why am i so much like, talking. I'm just destroying this right. yeah and you're like this did like you said, it's just the the way the images work in fairy tales, it just like hits your emotions or something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really hit your, it doesn't really hit your intellect. And whenever you try to do that, you just dissect it and kill it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So. Cause I definitely read, um, 
because uh, because I liked fairy tale so much, I I read like critical analysis around it. And there's I think it's like brutal Bruno Bettelheim has a book where he kind of like goes into the different themes of the different fairy tales, yeah. and it's great. But it kind of it does kind of kill it a little bit. Because a lot of fairy tales follow the yeah. same structure, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they uh, but those are helpful too, though. Yeah. I mean, what was that one? Um, I've heard it mentioned a few times i've tried to get my friends to read it but they haven't read it yet um mm. it's like a metaphysics of fairyland uh by oh. robert kirk what is that um, oh i don't know that one the secret common the secret commonwealth of uh elves fawns and fairies that one that was that was a really good book too that one's mm. was hard for me to read i had to read it really slow but it's very mm-hmm. very i would say intellectual and uh just super interesting though it's really really interesting but wow. I think it was written in like the 1800s or no, it might've been before that. I don't really? know. George McDonald, George McDonald's, I think he lived in 1800, but I think Robert Kirk was, might've been before that. Cause I ordered one version and it's like in this old English. That's almost like, you just, I'm like reading it and I just can't even make sense of it really. Cause it's just, mm-hmm. um, but so I had to order a different kind or like a different translation. Right. So I think it, it might even be the 1600s or something. I can't remember, but Robert Kirk, even the guy who had all these ideas and wrote it, this is just a cool story behind him too, where he, I guess, died on a fairy hill and then appeared to his friend later and said, I'm not dead. I'm trapped in fairyland. Oh, no. and, your, and that your nephew is <laughs> like christening. If you will take the dagger, you'll see me appear. And if you are quick to grab the dagger and throw it over my head, I'll be restored to life. If not, I'll be lost in fairly forever. Oh, and uh, and apparently he appeared and the guy didn't grab the dagger or do any of that. And so he just got lost to fairyland. And so, well, shit. That sucked. That's a lot of pressure to put on your friend. I'm sorry. You're like, you got to pay attention. You got to have a dagger ready over the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Such a cool story though. Like that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Do you I- know the- do you care if I ask? Do you have a favorite like fairy tale or? Um. Oh gosh, I have so many. Um, I've been. Hold on, just a moment. My cat okay. is like in the box. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> um. So, can I think of? Um. Why don't? Hold on, she's still going. They do. I don't know if you ever. I've had dogs growing up with dogs, and they're amazing. Um, But cats do this thing. At least my cats. They will just paw at the box for I don't know five minutes. (laughs) You're not hitting the sand. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I I can't hear anything. So (laughs) okay, good. Yeah, I'll have to cut that part out, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) So your question, uh, my favorite fairy tale. One of my, I love so many, um, but what I think about a lot. And it's kind of for weird reasons, but it's called The Armless Maiden. It's from, I, I don't know if it's a Grimm's fairy tale, but it's like in a similar thing. But it's just kind of about <clears throat> a girl who grows up. And it's kind of dark, of course, like these fairy tales get. But it's um, like a, a gal that grows up in a kingdom and her dad is the king and he's like abusing her. And, um, you know, she's trying to like speak up for herself, but the, you know, the people around like the king, the, you know, the queen, all the subjects, they're just like, whatever lady, you're not the king. So whatever. And at some point, for whatever reason, um, her aren't, you know, they cut her arms off, (laughs) which is like, you know, how these fairy tales get like, 
Yeah. Your arms are your arms off, and somehow you're living in the 16th yeah. century or whatever. Um, but then you know she goes uh, on her own adventures, and you know what I love about fairy tales is like, yeah, you t- <laughs> this dark place, right, where everyone's against you, you feel so alone. You have no arms, right? Um, she eventually yeah. gets like silver arms or something. You know how they uh, gift you with like wonderful yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> gifts. Uh, in the stories, uh, but she basically is like, she learns to be, you know, she learns to speak up and she, you know, she learns the power of like the people around her, like finding good people, right? Like it's not, you. unfortunately you were born in a bad situation, right? But that, it doesn't mean that everybody is horrific. <laughs> you can like find yeah. other uh, people in communities. You can, you know, grow or be gifted beautiful silver arms, you know? Um, yeah. and that, that those, all those things like logically doesn't make sense right? if you told the story, but yeah, yeah. like, there's something about, um, just sort of the, that imagery and, you know, persecution and, you know, especially for, um, young people or even, you know, young women in certain circumstances, you feel like, you don't you know, have your own voice, but how important it is to, you know, find that, um, yeah. So it was just one I always, I always think about it, probably like once a week. For whatever reason, it like pops right. in my head. That's, like, that's a cool. good story. <laughs> that's really cool. Did you grow up with that story? Like you yeah. hear a lot growing up? Oh, well, I had yeah. my grandmother had given us um the these like collections. They're really cool. Um, like these back-to-back collections of like fairy tales that you know my dad's you know, when they were children, they had. And I would just read them over and over and over and over again. And I can't remember if it was just like like more extended Grimm's fairy tales or what, but it was just yeah. like a whole bunch of them. And they were weird like that. <laughs> just like, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, like Grimm's fairy tales weird. get dark. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I think about a lot. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That's oh. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. And so I know, I, you know, I know you mentioned um, one of the podcasts that you did recently, it was talking about, or kind of recently, it was talking about the Green Knight. Um, so mm. is that something that you find is uh, kind of inspirational for you as well? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the movie, I haven't read mm-hmm. all the story. I've read a little bit yeah. of the story. Um, and sometimes, uh, gosh, the version I have is like written in uh mm poetic poetic form and i um it's just hard for me to read i have to really be in my mindset to to i guess dive into that but the the Mm -hmm. movie is um phenomenal it kind of reminds me a little bit of that book fantasies a little Mm -hmm. bit just some degrees i guess maybe kind of with the overall theme of like like i said the character in fantasies is just kind of wandering through fairyland and um the you know uh gawain and the green knight he seems a little aimless like he's yeah you know he doesn't uh the whole story of the green night movie i think it just was one of those you know just kind of seeped into my subconscious before i really mm. realized you know that it was actually influencing me yeah. um but it's uh yeah because it just seems kind of like he doesn't really have he's unsure of his identity which is kind of like being headless you know and so yeah. there's this weird thing of like headlessness going on through the whole movie which i thought was um which is like, like I said, I watched the movie probably like three times. And then, and then, you know, after it's in there, then you start to think about it more and you're like, oh, that's what's kind of going on here. It's just, 
but yeah, the, the movie's phenomenal though. It's I don't know why it's. I wish it was more popular. It's just it's so mm. strange, and it's just yeah. it is like a, the whole thing's just like a fairy tale. It's yeah, I agree. It's absolutely amazing. I think my favorite scene was when he meets uh, the Lady Winifred. That in that weird have you, have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's missing her head too, and yeah. he's got to like go into the spring. And, and she, but I love that question she asks. He, um, he says, "Are you real or are you a spirit?" And she just looks mm-hmm. at him. And she's like, "What? What's the difference?" That's true. It was just it was so good. <laughs> That film's great. That film is great. I agree. I think that's probably my favorite part. It definitely gets, it's a little more, what's the word? He kind of is heroic in that part, right? And the other, the rest of it, you're kind of like, mm, what are you yeah. doing there? Well, the, the part <laughs> I'm loving that scene too, it just, man, it just, it struck me to my core because like he is, he's, he becomes heroic in that part, but like yeah. for, she asked him to get the head that's true. and then he says, and then he says, if I get your head, what will you give me in return? And she just that's looks true. at him and she's like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> Why would you ever Jerk? ask me that? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> You're sleeping in my house. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That was really good. Um, yeah. And that was yeah, a cool discussion with your friends. I saw that. So it was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Well, I don't even remember what we said. It's just, <laughs> I don't, I got to a point where I just stopped listening back to my own conversations, my own <laughs> podcast. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Oh gosh. So yeah, like, I, when people are, when people are telling me, they're like, Hey, listen to this one. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I said. <laughs> like, what did I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. Well, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So what would you say, you know, because uh, you're still, you're a Christian. So what would you say is like a universal truth about Christianity that you, uh, you think it's important for people to know just in general? Yeah. Yeah. That's the big questions. <laughs> yeah. That's a small <laughs> question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say forgive goodness is for me like once I started uh I mentioned this before to other people I know like once I think started basing I guess kind of framing my theology around the aspect of forgiveness things Mm. started to make sense to me um and a lot of times I've where I've received I guess pushback from that where I when I bring that up is a lot of people I think take forgiveness as meaning as almost like a kind of bit a bit nihilistic like nothing matters like if you Mm. you just like let everything go just any you know well, how, you know, like if somebody or somebody, you can't just forgive them. And I'm like, well, embedded in forgiveness is like the idea that, you know, you missed a mark somewhere, mm. like that there is a transgression. And so it's like, and it's almost weirdly, like, seems to me the, weirdly enough, the weightier the judgment, like the more pure or profound the forgiveness. And then mm. that kind of just deep, deep, deepens your love or something like that. Um, yeah. So I, that to me is, I think, basically what, yeah, what kind of reframed my whole theology. It reframed my whole thinking. And I know, so I maybe should also say, like, I, there's a lot of things I think where I would still call myself a Christian, but mm. I know there's a lot of things I think and believe that I, I probably believe differently than most Christians do. I'd probably mm. say they're, I'd still affirm a, almost read thing in, that Christians would want me to affirm just in the back of my mind. I'm like, I know I believe this probably differently than, than they do or want me to. Mm. And so even the idea of, of Jesus Christ being God, asking that question, like in what way is he God? Like maybe a lot of people might say the miracles or this or that. And I would just say, I think he's, he was God's forgiveness. Like he's just, he's Mm. a person who embodied forgiveness, pushed it to its absolute limit where it's just like, forgive them Lord. They don't know what they do. Right. Like we're all 
all of humanity is at some level childlike. And if you can find the childlikeness in all humanity again, then you can forgive people. And that doesn't really dismiss um, the horrors that right. we do in life, but it, um, it, uh, it like just renews and restores things. Mm-hmm. And then, and even the, I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff throughout the scriptures that I think just continue to hint at that. Like even when Christ is raised from the dead, he says, receive the Holy spirit. And then he breathes on them. And then immediately after that, he says, whoever you forgive, I forgive. I'm like, it's just, it almost seems like there's a deep connection between the Holy spirit and forgiveness. Uh, um, and so that's like, that's probably the most profound and powerful force that I can imagine yeah. in, in our reality, because yes. I really think that does restore and give life back to the dead. Cause like I said, when I was following just this bitter, resentful heart, it just destroys relationships. Mm-hmm. And the only way to, to give those back is if, if I either, repent which is basically just like i mean that basically just means turning i'll turn around and ask their forgiveness or or you can forgive someone else where they've wronged you and then that restores relationships and gives life back to both parties and in my christian theology now i would basically i describe myself as a christian universalist but it Mm -hmm. i just think i just think everything's going to ultimately be reconciled and if there is a hell i can't see it being anything I mean, I would believe that I do believe there's a hell, but I, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, people believe it's a physical place. I'm like, there's physical, psychological, whatever. I think all the fire is redemptive because I think the fire of love and the fires of hell are just like all one thing. And it's Mm -hmm. all, it's, it's drawing everything back into a oneness, into a unity. Um, And I think through that act of repenting and forgiving. So when you forgive, you turn one way, forgive somebody and then you repent, you turn the other way. And it's just till we are looking at each other's faces again. Hmm. And I really think that's how you, that's how we see the face of God. Cause it yeah. says that in the scriptures too. Like you can't, that no one will see the face of God and live. Um, but then uh, there's other aspects where this is great story in the Bible. So it's, do you care if I go on a tangent? Oh yeah. You probably heard it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I just, I love this part. So there's a uh, Jacob and Esau, their brothers in the old Testament. And then, you know, they, Jacob does all this bad stuff to Esau. Well, I, it's debatable whether it's bad, but he steals his birthright, steals his inheritance. And so Esau wants to kill him. So Jacob runs away. Then he's like years later, he's coming back to his the land of his father. And he hears Esau, his brother is going to come and meet him with a big army. And so that's when he has that dream. He he dreams at the night, like by this river and he's wrestling. It says he's wrestling with a, a man. I'm pretty sure it says a man. But then it's mm. kind of weird because I think it says after that it's an angel. And so you're like, is this man or an angel? But he's basically in a dream wrestling with this man. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, and that's when he gets the name Israel. The angel changes his name from Jacob to Israel, which means, I think, one who wrestles with God. And he asks the angel, he says, well, tell me your name. And, and the angel says, well, why would you ask about my name? And then he says, I think he wakes up and he says, I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And it says something like, you've wrestled with God and man, and your life is preserved. So then after that, he goes to meet his brother, and then his brother comes to him and just forgives him. And he just greets Jacob, and Esau comes and greets him, and it says he runs to him, and they fall on each other's necks, and they're weeping. And Jacob says to his brother, I've seen your face like I've seen God's face. So I really think through that act of repenting and forgiving and... um restoring those relationships when we all 
come back together and find that unity again and see each other face to face and we're looking at each other face to face that that's the same as looking like that's finally seeing the face of God as the image of God is in man. And so I don't know how you can actually see God without that. If God's image is in every person right. you have to find there. Oh. I don't know. So that's kind of where my theology is. So, but that I don't, I, so that's, that's why I think everything will be reconciled because I don't think there can be, I don't think God can ultimately be one or you can actually see God's face without reconciling every man to every man, which is an excruciating process. Like right. It's not fun. It's not fun to forgive. <laughs> nope. Or, yeah. It's, it's not fun to, 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 when you really, really hurt somebody, it's not really fun to, to just deal with that either. It's just mm-hmm. easier to run away. Yeah. yeah so. Well, it's beautiful though. I mean, yeah. It making me think about, cause even like when you, you first started talking, uh, describing it, you know, you would say, oh, you know, forgiveness. And then somebody, <laughs> whoever you're talking with was, but, you know, like, what about, <laughs> and you're like, right there. It's yeah. pretty hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. Cause I mean, even, so here's like, I'll just, I, I mean, run these thought processes in my head, like even thinking about like Hitler or something, it's like, what would it, what would that take? Like if it, so you would imagine to re- if he's, you know, done all those horrible things to people, it's like, if he is resisting any sort of reconciliation with the people he's wrong, it's like, to me, that would be the torments of hell. Yeah. Like you're resisting. God is wanting you to be reconciled to the people you've hurt. And to resist that is just going to continually just torment the person. But then it's like, even if you give a person like Hitler full awareness of everything he's done and how he's hurt people, it's like, mm-hmm. that is, that would just be absolutely excruciating. Yeah. Um, and then telling, then it's hard for the other people that he hurt. Like if you're a person and say he murdered your whole family like and then how do you forgive somebody like that uh and if they're truly truly have a full awareness and come to the end of themselves and are actually seeking your true forgiveness it's like you if that relationship could be restored that's what i mean i think it would just deepen the love mm-hmm. um and and through that like just love would continue to grow. And I think that's one of the fundamental things within Christianity. I just don't know that it's ever really, I don't know that it's talked about a, a lot, but because there's another verse that says, you know, like, you know, well, it says Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. And it's like, if you actually take that seriously and you're the chief of all sinners, then who won't you forgive? And it's like, you could, I mean, I could paint it and I could paint a scenario where, I mean, if I, if I grew up, uh, like, in Hitler's household, if I was born in the same house, had the mm-hmm. same circumstances, I would be Hitler. Like, and then it's like, like I could, you know, it's yeah. Um, and it's, but it's not dismissible. It's like everything, everything that happened, you know, that was wrong. So that's what I mean. It's just the greater, I don't know. Uh, but that process of just, I guess what I mean, running those things in my head, those weird, you know, thought experiments mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just like that. I think would just be excruciating. Uh, process of like reconciliation between mm-hmm. parties on both parts which would yeah. feel like help though the, the easiest way to describe it i've used this example before when i was a kid so i have three sisters i don't have any brothers but sometimes we'd fight and sometimes my mom would make us hug and just <laughs> hug and hug and hug and you just have to sit there and hug the person you hate and it's just like ah oh, why do i have to like love this person this sucks <laughs> and so oh, it's excruciating. 
like mm-hmm. it was excruciating as a child but i can only imagine that on like every like existential level just like <laughs> yeah right so yeah and it's like your sister right i mean trust me like siblings can really push your buttons for you know <laughs> whatever they can do they're magical like that uh but yeah like extending <laughs> yeah, yeah. that beyond your family you know you're like oh god <laughs> yeah yeah so hard but it's weird. I mean, it's weird how much it grows. Like I said with my neighbor mm. earlier, the yeah. the amount of of hatred I had for him just the that just weirdly transforms into this love I I have for mm-hmm. him now. That where I literally would I would take his place if I thought there was you know a place he was going to be tormented like mm. hell or something. Like I would just be like, oh, I'll take his place. I don't care. Like he like I truly truly love the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's weird how that happens. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's not always a fun process. But I don't know. do you have any siblings? You said um, you had some. Yeah, brothers, sisters. I have a sister. I have well, one, two, three, three, three other siblings, two sisters, and a brother. Um, I'm the oldest, so <laughs> like. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, the always babysitter is kind of how I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it sounds tough. Oh uh, yeah. Well. I mean, that's, the, well, I'm not having, yeah, exactly. I'm not having kids though, because I was like, I already babysat all the children. I don't need to have my own. <laughs> You've already done that. <laughs> yeah, I already did it. Not, not into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it was beautiful explanations. I think you kind of rounded it back to sort of, uh, was it Esau wrestling God or no, yeah. sorry, uh, Jacob wrestling God. And then sort yeah. of like you wrestling your neighbor, essentially, right? Like wrestling yeah. to love him. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. And wrestling to see to see him as a person again. Yeah, just hate somebody. Yeah, and to see it's the hard. image of God in him, and it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very hard. Which yeah. actually kind of relates to some questions I want to ask you, but we can make point for that tomorrow. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. However you want to do it. It's, it's All right. Fine. I mean, it has to do with Metatron, but we'll just we'll just. Oh yeah, suspense, so. yeah. We'll talk about Metatron tomorrow. I right. I love I love Metatron. <laughs> Right. Um, I can't, uh, can you tell me why did you even want to start the almond tree podcast? Like what? Why? Um, yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Uh, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, mm. well, there's different reasons why I call it almond tree. When I, when my dog died, like right after that, I was on, just kept, I went on an extended fast and then I kept mm. seeing like, I, I guess I would call them visions now. They weren't really like visions, but it was just mm-hmm. synchronicities or something like just yeah. in my imagination. I just kept thinking about the almond tree, the almond tree. And then I'd uh, like I'd turn on the TV and there'd be like a sermon or something. And the pastor would be talking about an almond tree. And that was just weird. So that kept happening. And so it just kind of weirdly became this weird symbol. And then, so I just kind of started using it just here and there. Cause I didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what all it applies to um so when i started the podcast i was just like well i'll call it the almond tree podcast the reason i started i think the first one i did was uh there was a friend of mine and i haven't actually haven't talked to him in a few years now so Mm -hmm. we weren't like that close but he went uh where was it i think it was jordan the country of jordan um he went there um i think he's i mean he lives there now but then he had come back after a year and so i was just gonna i was like well i'll just hear his listening to his story and then i had my phone there and i was like I just record this 
so I can, you know, and then, so we recorded him talking. And so then I just thought, well, I should, I could just use this to just get people's stories, a space to let people talk, share their ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always interested in hearing people's stories and where they come from and discussing like ideas and theology. And so it's just kind of weirdly, I, it never really added a goal and it kind of transformed over time. At first it was a lot more, I guess you'd say Christian because a lot of people around me that I knew, like you said, you're reaching out before we started this, you know, you mentioned you're reaching out to people, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just different people from, I guess, different churches uh, around where I was. I was at the time, I think I was in a, just a Bible study. It was kind of like a men's group that a church had started that I was attending. So like some people from there. Um, and then over time, it just, you know, uh, then it became, you know, me and, a lot of it was me and my friends, Mitch and Craig, were just, they would just call and ask me these crazy, crazy questions of just like, I, and my, Mitch described it best. He just said, you know, we get on these conversations and I just fall into an existential tailspin <laughs> is what he said. And I was like, that's basically what it feels like. Oh man. Like all my, all my foundational beliefs in Christianity are just like plummeting. And I'm like, where, where are we now? Like all these. <laughs> Are these things you think are true? And it's just, yeah. So it just kind of became this weird place to explore different ideas and just mm. fun. And then, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just kind of interviewing. I think the main part, though, the main thing that I was kind of using it for and still like to use it for, and probably what I enjoy about it most, is just uh, hearing different people's stories and meeting new people. It's like what we're doing now, like mm-hmm. like getting to interview you and talk to you and hear where you're from i think that's the best stuff sure yeah, I agree. but if you look at my podcast it is all over the place it's just you have those interviews and then you have other ones where it's just like we're talking about god knows what you know? <laughs> those are fun too for sure though yeah um, yeah would you say that uh with the people that you've talked with do you tend to see i said a theme but it's sort of like you, you talk to a lot of people. Is there something that you notice that is, it could be profound, but something where you're like, oh, there's like a theme, like I'm noticing when I'm having these conversations um, with people. Um, is there something like that that you've kind of noticed in the conversations? Theme. Yeah. Um I'm not really sure. My, my, maybe my friends might be able to answer that better than I could actually. <laughs> they, they've told me that it, it kind of has a, like a vibe to it. My, my podcast or channel or space or whatever it is. They, mm-hmm. um, I guess, I mean, I guess the theme would probably be, uh, yeah, theology or mm-hmm. philosophy, a lot of it. I don't know that we get into a lot of psychology, but that also, mm-hmm. that bleeds in here and there. I think those are those are probably half half the time it's maybe that, and then the other half the time I guess the, the theme would just be uh, listening to people's stories and stuff like that. But I guess a lot of it is probably based more around like spirituality and stuff mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't necessarily have to be. It really doesn't even have to be about God too. Like I would love to talk to more atheist or um, or I mean or I mean it doesn't even have to be about like the god of the bible even like just whatever god people are worshiping i'd love to just talk about that and dig into that mm-hmm. um but i haven't um yeah so i mean it doesn't have to be about that it usually it seems like it kind of 
ha- always is kind of around s- some sort of spiritual thing though right? mm. something to do like that yeah mm-hmm. or different sometimes symbolism too like i know i've done a few where we talked about uh like just the i guess the system i don't know if symbolism is the right word but of just like different like the masculine and feminine stuff like mm-hmm. that one time we had a weird conversation about mirrors i remember that was really mm. fun but <laughs> i don't remember what we said in it but i just remember it was kind of fun but <laughs> gotta find the mirrors yeah, there's this cool conversation <laughs> yeah there, well because in fantasies it's weird you're reading the fantasies book and then right in the middle of it right in the middle it's like the character of the book decides to read another book and so you have like a little miniature story in there so it's another <laughs> little fairy tale right in the center of, of this other one and it's about a magic mirror but there's a, a line somewhere in there and it says all mirrors are magic mirrors and I'm just like, that's such a good line, you know? So then we had this big discussion about uh, magic mirrors and just what mirrors actually are and everything. Mm. But Oof. I'm going to have to yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You get on these rabbit holes, yeah. talk to certain friends of mine and I'm like, <laughs> where did we end up? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I know that you, uh, so I was looking and you made a book called the almond tree um can you tell it is it did that come before or after or around the same time that you did the podcast that was uh yeah so I started the podcast 2019 and then yeah it was just kind of gathering uh different people's stories the the book was after that I wasn't even planning on doing it it basically I had never I did art in like high school or whatever um because I wasn't in band or you know, or in sports for, I don't know what the options were. I can't remember, <laughs> but so I did art class, but I never really was super into it. Um, and then I, um, that year when I started doing, so I started doing paintings and, uh, my cousin showed me how a little bit to kind of got me into it. And so I was basically just kind of messing around and I just thought, well, I'll just try to draw different Bible stories. Some of them just hmm. were interesting ones. Some of them, I just were ones that I have no idea what they mean. They're just crazy stories. Like I drew one picture. There's a story in Judges where a guy like cuts his concubine into 12 pieces and mails her body parts throughout all the... Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like this weird, really like kind of cartoon comic. I don't know what you describe them as. They're kind of cartoonish looking. They're not that realistic, but they're all watercolor mm. paintings. And so I was just kind of doing that and it was really kind of, I think, helping me with symbolism. Because mm, some of yeah. them I remember doing some paintings and they were almost like, uh, I think three of them were based around colors. Because I was, I was like, for a short while, just kind of seeing in colors. Um, mm. And so I think it helps with all of that and kind of helped me uh, to just, I guess, maybe think about that stuff in a different way, the different symbolism of it. And so then after a while, I had, I think, maybe, I can't remember how, maybe 60-something paintings. And people were like, oh, you should do a book. You should do a book. And then after a while, I was like, I guess I actually have enough to put it into a little book. Nice. So I just did that. And then, um, yeah, it's weird because sometimes when I do stuff like that, like it just, I do it, I finish it. And then I'm almost like, not ashamed of it. But I don't know mm-hmm. if it's I'm shy or something, but it's just like, <laughs> all right, I'm done. I don't want to really talk about it anymore. Yeah. And so it just kind of. It's just sat there and I haven't, I don't really promote it. I was shocked when you mentioned it. Like I saw it in the question. I was like, how did she find this thing? And I actually, last year too, I wrote uh, 
Um, so there's another book out there. Um, and this one I wrote, I guess it's a sh short novel. It's like 200 something mm. pages. I wrote it like kind of over the years, just making, I don't know if you'd call it a fantasy story, probably, but I just wrote it kind of, some of it's almost like a journal. And then I went back and kind of changed it into third person and stuff. Um, and so that I, I pieced that together last year to stand up till four in the morning and I just like wow. kind of grind it out, grind it out and piece that, to put it together in order and everything. Um, and so that one's more recent. The art one, I think I did, I can't remember what year, but it was fun. I, but the weird thing too, is like, I mean, once I was done the paintings, put them in the book, once I basically published it on Amazon, so I just did through the Amazon self-publishing, mm -hmm. um, and then I, I just was like, I'm going to set all the price, all the profits to zero because I just don't want to deal with taxes because I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to make enough off of this to like do anything. I don't want mm -hmm. to bother with it. Um, but once I had published, like I haven't, I think I painted like once since then. It just mm -hmm. really went away. Like I had this desire for an right. entire year to just paint and then I just kind of, yeah. I've even sat down and tried and it just like doesn't, either <laughs> is just terrible or it just doesn't. Like, I have eh. no inspiration. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of projects, and I'm kind of the same way. There's projects that I do, and I'm like, okay, I did it. Don't want to think about it again. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to get something done, though. I think one oh, of the yeah. things I appreciate I appreciated about it most was like, even if I like, I never promote the book or anything. There is one guy I know who said that the fact that I actually did the book and sat down, organized and published yeah. it and inspired him him to do his own book. Oh. So he did like a, a devotional for like one day of the year or something. And now he's published a book. So just even wow. that, like, even if the, that's one thing that kind of encourages me. I'm like, even if the whole thing is just crap, <laughs> at least maybe it'll inspire someone to do something better. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Cause yeah. it's a big, it's a big deal. Like putting, yeah, like he said, it's like putting that all together and like having it, for somebody to look at like that's a big deal like so yeah really cool. and i think for a lot of people i think they, a lot of people would like to do stuff like that they just yeah. think it's it's just overwhelming because they think like where do i start how would mm -hmm. i ever finish this and it's like you just start somewhere <laughs> and then it'll, <laughs> it'll eventually come together yeah, yeah. And it'll come together i think usually quicker than you i mean than you think mm -hmm. so yeah <sighs> it doesn't feel like it in the middle no though but yeah but then looking back you're like man how did I do all that in like two years or something yeah oh gosh oh, well now you're kind of inspiring me because like I have to like I have all these like random writings like I'm like I gotta like put that together my goodness you know yeah yeah when so when I was doing the the more novel the novel mm -hmm. when I did it's it was like that I mean I remember writing I would just write on my phone just in the notes i'd talk oh, wow. talk to text or something mm -hmm. and then and then i'd have to transfer it to my computer and put it in word or whatever but so it's like a long process but i remember thinking yeah. like i don't know what any of this is or how it's gonna like it just how it's gonna connect at all mm -hmm. it just felt like it was just all over the place yep. and then eventually eventually like just putting it in order it just eventually started to come together and then i think that was one of the hardest parts was putting it in order yeah um but once once I got it like on my computer, I could just kind of 
read through it and I'd be like, okay, this applies here. Sometimes too, it was just weird. You know, I'd write something and then I'd have to figure out what, like I'd almost write and think, oh, it's, it's this character. And then like later I'm like, oh, it's actually this other character that, that would, you know, that, that I don't know. It was just, oh, it was real weird learning experience through all of it, but it's fun doing it. Yeah. It is overwhelming though, but just get into your writings, start laying them out and then those they'll, they'll come together. It will work. <laughs> Well, all right. Thank you. Pep just, talk. I will. Yeah. yeah. Just, just give it time. Yeah. I, yeah. That's how mine was. I was like thinking in my head, you know, I have this beginning and I think I have this ending, but everything in the middle is just, uh, just a hodgepodge of just, <laughs> God knows what it still feels like that. I, even when I read through it, like, cause I, I had to read through it like four times with all the freaking spelling errors. Oh, right. But I would get in and I'm like, I'm like, where did the plot go? Like, I was starts here, and I'm just like, what? and then Over somehow there, it yeah. just emerges back into the plot, and I'm like, what? I don't know. But yeah, all the middle of it was just like, you're, I don't know. Yeah. You can do it. Do it. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. I yes. I get on my schedule. Back on my schedule. Uh, um. Well. Cool. Do you have any um? Other projects or things that you're working on uh, in addition um, to your two books? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, those are done. So we can forget <laughs> right. about those. They're, they're in the past. Um, yeah. Um, the only thing I have going on right now. So, um, well, I I mean, I basically I tried to make some changes. I got bought the motor home. And then I, I don't know what I'm going to do in the future, really. Um, I'm not working on any art or anything right now or any uh, writing really I haven't even been writing but the one thing that I've been I guess putting more time into is I started writing music again so I have I also have a band I also have a band um folk music and so yeah when I have been writing it's mostly been like putting stuff I just getting it out in in, in forms of songs now so Mm -hmm. um I've been doing that, so I I love recording music. That's probably I, I like my favorite part of it. Um, but we really got to get some shows. You know, that's part two. So, <laughs> um, are you a that, singer, or do you play an instrument? Or um, I I sing, and I'm not the only singer. Here. Mm. So my friend Abram, we've we played. I mean, we've got a long history, kind of ups and downs, ins and outs, but um. There's been years where we didn't talk before too, but I've known him since high school, and we basically played music together in high school. We started a, a punk band, I think. I don't know what you describe it as in high school, and now we're in a folk group together. But he sings, he sings really, really well. Um, my younger sisters both sing and play, um, and we released an album last year um, where. So okay, so so me and Abram played a long time ago. Then we started a folk band called bear hound and we played it was me abram and our friend trent we played for a few years and that died we didn't do anything for like 10 years um i don't think abram really played music i hardly played music at all and then my youngest sister natalie she writes really really great songs she's got an amazing voice and she wanted to do music so she kind of brought the band back together i guess and got me and abram playing again and so we recorded an album and she's got songs on there so she sings Abram's got songs where he sings and I've got songs where I've written and sang too. Um, and then, uh, and so now then she moved after we recorded the album, she moved out to, um, to bend organ. So she's not 
um, your neck of the woods, sort of, yeah. sort of, sort of, like yeah. seven hours from here. It's, yeah, it's like you get out there, and it's like cities are like, like seven hour drive. What the heck? Yep. Yeah, and the East Coast, it's like, yeah, there's one in the different, yeah. but yeah, but um, yeah. So I don't. So after she moved, it's um, I'd still love to for her to be more involved, but um, yeah. So there's on the album we released, it's kind of fun because there's like a different. You know, different voice for almost you know it breaks it up uh but i yeah also the instrument i play i play banjo mostly and then mm-hmm. a little bit of harmonica um and sometimes i love i enjoy playing bass but i don't play it that often and natalie my younger sister she played bass on the album so my other sister melissa she's amazing she's played violin since she was like four wow she sings really well too so yeah it's cool musical family sounds like that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> fun getting that opportunity to play music with them too. I just, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice being able to connect like that. So that's, I guess the only thing where my attention's going, I guess, mm-hmm. or where, but as of right now, we don't really have anything coming up unless we start recording again. Like we, right. Yeah. I need to, I need to get in gear, get focused on something. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. have our Abrams, Abram, and Abram's got some great songs though. Like I, I would just love to promote the band just for for him. Um, and and my, I mean, and my sister Natalie too. She's an amazing writer. But Abram's just he's so freaking talented, and he's just got he pours his heart and soul into those songs. Like he's he's been through a ton. Like there's one song mm. album, and I'm like he played it when he first played it for us. I was like that is the saddest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Because the first he, first verse is about him losing his daughter because mm-hmm. he had, him and his wife had like a series of miscarriages, but the first one was the worst. It was a stillbirth, basically. Oh, God. So the yeah. first verse of the song is about that. And yeah. The second verse in the song is about him losing his dad. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, but I'm like, but it's so good. Uh... But it's so sad. So he just, yeah, he, I can't say enough good stuff about him. He's still Aww. talented. So that's so cool. Uh, well, is there um, anywhere that folks can find you and your band or your? I mean, Almond Tree. I know is on YouTube. Is there like where, yeah. where people go? Um, yeah, they can uh, on YouTube. Um, yeah, leave comments if you find me on there. It's always just if you want to get engaged, I'll respond if I can. I think comments are great. That's why I like YouTube a lot. I think you leave comments on Spotify too. I'm not sure, but comments are great because you just you get to see people get involved. And um, uh, I've met a lot of people just through that. Through their, yeah, so that's always fun. That's, I guess, if you like these conversations, look there. If my band, we have our music's on Spotify. Um, it's called Bear Hound, all one word. Bear, mm-hmm. like the animal, not naked. Fairhound, <laughs> and then uh, the new album's called "If I'm Honest, I've Been Fake." Um, so that's in there. There's also we're on Instagram too. Um, hmm. Yeah, and I think there is a YouTube. Yeah, there is a YouTube, but um, it's, it doesn't have a whole lot of traction on there yet. But uh, so those, I think that's basically it. I don't know. <laughs> I know all the things <laughs> where where everything's yeah. at. Um, yeah, are you on? I mean, Bearhound is on. Is it on Instagram? Are you on Instagram? Or are you just mainly? Yeah, on, I'm on Instagram too. So 
Yeah, you can find me on Instagram if you want. It's just uh, Jason's Masons. And right now, the little icon is just of my muddy feet. Whereas oh. Wood tonight, so it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, that's my personal one. You can mm. reach out to me on there if you, anybody's welcome to. Uh, Jason's Masons. So that's like my name, plural, and Masons with an S. Mm. It was because a long time ago, I was, well, when I had my house, I was making hot sauces with like oh. peppers and stuff so mason jars so that's why i did that but i haven't done that in a while <laughs> but um so that's why it's what mason's is just explanation for that um gotcha. and bearhound is on on instagram as well so you can mm-hmm. like follow us on there yeah um i'm trying to post on there but none of us really know how to do social media very I well so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i get on there i'm like Am I supposed to make this a story or a reel or a post? Uh, I'm like, I don't know which one is better to do and so on. Yeah. I don't know. I just do them and then somebody tells me I did it right or wrong. <laughs> I figure yeah. it out from there. I was posting on there and then someone was like, you need to start doing hashtags. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know what, what to like, hashtag. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so I just Googled like folk band hashtags and then I copied and pasted them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll just say this though. If you've used um, chat GPT, oh my gosh. Like I use it for like, give me some hashtags. <laughs> like I don't really? think. Yeah. Nice. Like, I've heard that's amazing. This. Yeah. It's great. I haven't, I haven't tried using it at all yet. I heard it's amazing and I heard it's also creepy sometimes. Just it's very it's creepy. So, it's so good. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's kind of creepy, but I mean, I don't yeah. have to right like I use it to write not that we're gonna get super technical but I use it to write like a lot of my posts because I'm like I cannot like I work a full-time job and I'm like I cannot think yeah I need it to do this and then it it just does I'm like great I'll use that that's great yeah (laughs) you should have it see if you can put your writing in order for your book oh yeah organize this I bet it'll be (laughs) like yeah here here you go (laughs) dummy like it's like oh yeah (laughs) that'd be nice but good (laughs) yeah exactly Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, well, wow. Thanks, Jason. Um, is there sort of like the final thing I generally ask is like, are there, is there some words of wisdom that you would like to share and leave us with today? Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> to address this question too. It's really, really good. Um, there's a, let's see. I don't know. I could, my favorite scripture verse, it's, mm-hmm. it's from Ecclesiastes and it's all this I've proved by wisdom. I said, I'll be wise, but it was far from me. Um, just kind of that idea of like, that's, that's where true wisdom is. When you, when you actually get wise, you realize how little, you know, yeah. um, yeah. So I, and I love that coming from like, supposedly, you know, in the Bible stories, he was the wisest man. That's what he's known for. Solomon he wrote that mm. book. He's like, God said, you'll be the wisest man, wiser than anybody that that there's ever been and then that's what he has to say about wisdom it's like it's far from me um so i've always loved that um there's a quote in one of george mcdonald's stories that i really love it's uh the loftiest hope is the surest of being fulfilled and i really like that quote that's helped me a lot yeah Yeah, it's just really comforting Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's probably what it, I guess. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. Oh, there's, I'm sure. <laughs> there's some there's some great quotes. There's a, I don't know. There's one from what's that one? There's one Hebrew one from I think it's from Hillel, and it says, "Uh, if I'm, 
if I'm not for me, who will be for me? And if I'm mm. only for me, what am I? And if not now, then when? I love that quote too. It's oh so man, good. that's so yeah. many good layers on that. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Like, gotta love me. It's not all about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's super good. I love that's it. It's really good. Yeah, that's a great question. I love that you asked that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, have you been um, asked that question? Um, gosh, I don't know. I maybe. <laughs> can I ask you that now? Sure. You where's can ask me. Where's, where's yeah. the oh, goodness. Yeah. Now I'm in, in the, in the reverse position. Let's think. In the hot seat. In the hot seat. Got to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I'll be on, um, on the almond tree tomorrow. I'm very much looking forward to that. We'll talk about Metatron. It'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, now that I'm thinking about it, so um, not to get into like all of the angelic connections or whatever, but um, sort of my meditations with on with like with angels and sort of the messages they send. Um, mainly, I've asked like, what is what is my or what is the purpose? Like, what is the pur- why are we here? What are we doing? <laughs> and the one and the yeah. four letters K N O W no. K-N-O-W, just no. And then I'm like, okay, just no. So I, I I know that's not like a complete like words of wisdom and super inspiring, but for me, it's like, you know, it, it kind of takes a lot of the emotion out of certain things that happen in life, right? Maybe I'm just here to know, like the mistakes I made, they're just for me to know. The beautiful things I've oh, wow. done is for me to know. Yeah. And it doesn't really... Does it matter for anybody else? I don't know. It's just for me to know. And so that's um, really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the simple four letters, K-N-O-W. Yeah. And so I think about that quite often. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jason. I'm super looking forward to being on Owen Tree tomorrow. And yeah, thanks for being Yeah, us. you're welcome. You're welcome. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Jason Schweizer on the show today. Do check out the episode of his podcast, The Almond Tree, where I was his guest. Jason is a thoughtful and warm host. You won't want to miss it. For more information on Jason, The Almond Tree podcast, and his band Bearhound, do check out the show notes. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us grow. Thank you for listening and being an important part of the Casual Temple. 